When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 179, Fighting the Voice in Your Head by Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalist.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, back again straight from my bedroom instead of my usual recording place. And if you're new here, I've had a rough week and... um. Sunday's episode explains that, so these last couple of episodes are out of the ordinary, but I am recovering and I appreciate your support so much over the last couple of days. I do think this will be the last uh, sort of weird episode for this week, at least I hope so. And like yesterday, I found a post from Joshua Fields Milburn that I feel relates to my current situation and this one about fighting the voices in your head, which is something I've been struggling with pretty badly over the last couple of days, so I thought this was perfect. It's an interview-style post with Dan Harris, who is someone I also relate to, because Dan turned to meditation after being at an all-time low. Um, he was using drugs, and he was a reporter and had a panic attack on air in front of millions of people. And I relate to that, Uh, having social anxiety, performance anxiety, and panic attacks in front of plenty of people. Uh, I also turn to meditation. So again, like yesterday, thank you to The Minimalists, Joshua and Ryan, for letting me use content from their book, Essential, right here on the podcast. I previously recorded the whole book, so it's nice that when I need to, I can just pluck out certain sections and play it for you. And that's what I'm doing today. So let's hear this interview slash essay and start optimizing your life. Fighting the Voice in Your Head by Joshua Fields Milburn Although I read a lot of books, I tend to avoid recommending specific books for fear of boring others with my obsessions and personal preferences. However, I've gone out of my way to recommend Dan Harris's book, 10% Happier, How I Tamed the Voice in My Head, Reduced Stress Without Losing My Edge, and Found Self-Help That Actually Works, a True Story, on social media and at our own book tour stops. I've even gifted copies to friends who have been interested in mindfulness but haven't been able to get past the woo-woo often associated with meditating. For the uninformed, Dan Harris is a co-anchor of Nightline and the weekend edition of Good Morning America on ABC. Covering wars in Afghanistan, Israel, Palestine, and Iraq, he has reported from all over the world and has produced investigative reports in Haiti, Cambodia, and the Congo. Dan also spent many years covering religion in America for ABC World News with Peter Jennings, despite not practicing a particular faith. Like me, Dan used to scoff at meditation, assuming it was, quote, for people who lived in yurts or collected crystals or had too many Cat Stevens records, unquote. But then, after suffering an on-air panic attack, he discovered considerable benefits from meditating. Described as a, quote, deeply skeptical odyssey through the strange worlds of spirituality and self-help, a way to get happier that is truly achievable, unquote, 
10% Happier, which reached number one on the New York Times bestseller list, chronicles one man's chaotic journey toward mindful living. Dan was kind enough to discuss 10% Happier in the practice of meditation with me for our readers. JFM, what you've done with this book, at least for me, is make meditation accessible to the average person. The message is simple. Anyone, be it a pantsuit businesswoman, a soccer dad, or a Joe Sixpack, can benefit from meditation. Was that the reason you wrote 10% Happier? Dan, 100%. Sorry, lame math joke. Meditation has a huge PR issue. I'd always been under the impression that it was only for freaks, weirdos, robed gurus, and people who are deeply into aromatherapy and ultimate frisbee. What changed my mind was learning that there's an enormous amount of science suggesting meditation is really good for you and can do everything from lowering your blood pressure to boosting your immune system to literally rewiring key parts of your brain. I was also reassured to learn that meditating doesn't require lighting incense, chanting, sitting in a funny position, joining a cult, believing in anything, or wearing special outfits. The problem is, the way meditation has been traditionally presented in this country is too often syrupy and annoying, and leaves too many of us out of the conversation. I'm hoping to play a small role in changing that. JFM. Yes, you are, particularly by providing people a story with which they can relate. Although your publisher doesn't promote 10% Happier as a memoir, its well-crafted prose and narrative structure is certainly mimetic of that genre. Was the storytelling aspect of this book, compared to the self-help genre's standard prescriptive format, an important aspect for effectively communicating your message? Dan, in my day job in television, I've learned time and again that the most powerful way to make a point is to illustrate it through the people's personal stories. I've also read about studies showing that public health messages tend to be more effective when woven into narratives as opposed to delivered in a straight informational way. So I decided to take that approach with the book. Mind you, it wasn't easy. In order to illustrate how meditation changed my internal life, I really had to pull back the curtain and reveal some embarrassing stuff. I struggled mightily with that. In the end, though, I'm glad I did it because it seems like the book has been useful to some people. JFM The book's central thesis is captured in its subtitle, How I Tamed the Voice in My Head, Reduced Stress Without Losing My Edge, and Found Self-Help That Actually Works, A True Story. Besides taming the inner voice and reducing stress, how else has meditation benefited your life? Dan, the big thing that the subtitle leaves out is that meditation can make you a nicer person. It shows up on the brain scans. Meditation literally grows the gray matter in the area of the brain associated with compassion. I can feel this happening with me a little bit. Mind you, I am far from perfect. If you were interviewing my wife, she'd be giving you her he's 90% still a moron spiel. JFM, (laughs) haha, let's talk about the title you originally proposed for the book. The voice in my head is an asshole. This resonated with me because it seems like we're all walking around with overwhelming amounts of mental clutter. That ADD riddled inner voice who just won't shut up. Do you think it's always been this way? As humans, we've always struggled with mental clutter. Has the suffusive nature of technology made our inner voices louder and more teretic? Dan, I suspect that if you went back in time and interviewed people at various points in history, they'd all tell you that their era was the most stressful ever. And while there are plenty of reasons why today's world is uniquely anxiogenic, I am loath to argue that it's worse than, say, during World War II, or for that matter, the Civil War. Having issued that caveat, though, I do think that living in the age of quote-unquote info overload can make us extremely frazzled. In particular, I've become a huge critic of multitasking which is really a short way of saying doing many things poorly. Neurologically, it is impossible for us to focus on more than one thing at a time. But trying to focus these days in the age of tweets, texts, and status updates can be extremely tricky. 
Meditation, in which you repeatedly try to bring your attention to your breath in the face of your fizzing, looping mind, can really help with this. JFM, let's discuss meditation, specifically meditation as an act. I like to say I don't write how-to books, I write why-to books, and you seem to have done the same thing with 10% Happier. Because you shine a spotlight on the benefits, it is easy to understand why we should meditate. Meditation itself, however, isn't easy. It is simple, but not easy. In the book, it becomes excruciatingly apparent during your 10-day silent retreat. So why do you think meditation is so difficult, especially for beginners? And once someone knows they want to meditate, once they understand the benefits, what's a good way to get started? Dan, meditation is difficult for most of us because we're fighting a lifetime of habit. We've let the voice in our head, our thoughts, urges, and impulses run amok. In meditation, you're attempting to rein that voice in through the simple yet radical act of just focusing on your breath. But the fact that it's hard doesn't need to be a big problem. The whole game is to get lost in thought and start again and again and again. And every time you do that, it's a bicep curl for your brain. Seriously, the results even show up on MRI scans. JFM, thanks for your time, Dan. Any final words? Dan, meditation presents a radical notion that our happiness doesn't have to depend on external factors. Happiness, it turns out, is a skill, one that you can train just like you train your body in the gym. This is the next big public health revolution. Get on board. So that was Fighting the Voice in Your Head by Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalist.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And again, that's from the minimalist book, Essential. And I greatly appreciate Joshua and Ryan for letting me share all of that content with you. And if you want to support this show, you can come by my website, oldpodcast.com and join my mailing list to get a bunch of free stuff. Or for a direct way to keep it going, you can contribute there too, but no pressure. Um, I just appreciate you listening. That's what matters most to me. And like I mentioned yesterday, the support I've received from you in the last couple of days has been so overwhelming and so helpful. Um, Just it's unbelievable to me and you've really affected me in a great way. So thank you again. And I'll leave it at that. And uh, hopefully the episode on Wednesday will be a little more normal. So take care. I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.